This is okay. Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Tuesday morning. Uh, I've done a few interviews with uh, legends of the industry, uh, Eldon Miller, Scott Foreman, Tyrone Hellinger, of course. And today I'm joined by Central Iowa Cattleman Gene Dorn. Gene lives just west of Boone, Iowa, in a small town of Beer. I know you've had a lifelong kinship with the Bremer family of Blakesburg, Iowa. Just give me a little bit of history about yourself, Gene. Well, I was born here in Beaver, Iowa in 1946. My family fed cattle. That's how we started. We were feeding cattle. And then we also had pens of three to ten heads. That's when the pen deal was very open in the fact that the, on the numbers, we could show from three to ten heads. I had halter steers. And then when I became a freshman in high school, I joined FFA and started showing heifers on top of it. We were strictly into the cattle feeding deal early, but then we started a cow herd in 1960. Then at a later time, we added Kianinas, Main Anjus, and the cattle business for four generations here at Beaver, Iowa. All these younger guys that worked for me one time or another, Campbell was, uh, worked for me a little bit, but he was Kenny's youngest son. Kevin worked for me a lot while he was going to Iowa State, but I sure bought a lot of cattle from Kenny. Scott Foreman worked for me. Briefly tell me about the Herefords in the 1960s and 70s as it relates to show steers and uh, the bigger shows. The Hereford breed, they had to be perfect marked. Yep. They had to have a, a crest that had white hair in it, the feather. They had yep. to have four white socks, white switch, white face they really liked the white to run down the front of the brisket but and they didn't want white down the center of the back and have linebacks and a lot of the good herper steers that won at the time were due to they castrated those calves that were off marked and they were good calves but they just couldn't use them because there was because of the marking regulations the steered them there was two steers that won denver back to back that were very light on the red on their feathers, and that's why they were castrated. Uh, Mike Steckel from Taylor, Nebraska, showed those two steers, and they came from Alfred Meeks Upstream Ranch, both really top-notch steers and deserved to win Denver. And there was no better Herford breeder in the world than Alfred Meeks. Eldon Miller's 20-year, uh, 30-year dominance in terms of show cattle publication. Was there any other publications back in the day that... Uh, you would turn to hardly to get... any at the time. Hardly any at the time that mounted to anything. It was either the breed journals or the general livestock papers. Eldon focused a lot on the show ring. It was a good publication. Similar to Playboy magazine, Eldon told me the story that uh, he took subscriptions and sold advertising maybe a few months leading up to his first publication to gain the capital it took to uh, put out that first issue. He worked very hard to get where he was on this thing. I'm going to tell you something about Eldon Miller. He was one of the great mentors to me that helped me really get going in showing cattle and in judging cattle. Eldon and I have been friends ever since 1963 in the fall. I met him the same time I met Kenny Bramer. Eldon's been a great friend to me, a great friend. No better man in the world than a mentor. On Eldon, on his publication and his 
talking about the different things at the time that he didn't like? Yep. Was it any different than what's going on today in journalism, in our broadcasting of news on whether it's radio, television, the Internet, in papers, in magazines? And Eldon spoke his mind. If people didn't like it, that was tough. How people speak their minds today. Uh, what he did was was very, very, very good. He spoke his mind and told people what he thought. And when you rock the boat, people don't like you. But it about boils down. To Eldon, Eldon gave me a quote yesterday. He said, uh, if people didn't like me, he knew his morals and he knew his character. That was more of a statement on them than it was him. <laughs> Well, Eldon took darn, darn good care. I was going to say another word, but Eldon took darn good care of me over the years. My first national show, Steer of Prominence, where we had a steer in 1964 in Chicago that I bought from Eldon when I was graduating from high school, was the summer yearling shorthorn champion at the International. Oh. And he came from Eldon. That year was good to me. That steer was the steer that put me and my sister in really into the steer showing business. We called him Jesse. He come from Ellen. He was a dark red roan. Really, he'd be good today. I mean, we're going through an amazing time in the world history right now um, with uh, the United States president worrying more about the eastern border of Ukraine than the southern border of the United States. My question to you is, Gene Dorn, was was the atmosphere more charged and more divisive in the late in the mid to late sixties during Vietnam, or is it more charged and divisive today in the year two thousand twenty two? In the pro and con, I can't tell any difference between now and then. Do you think they're letting millions of illegals in on purpose, strictly to change the voting demographics so they don't have to steal as many votes in the next election? No, they're letting they're they're not letting them in. They're just flooding them because of the profit that the traffickers of people are making. When President Trump was in office, there might have been several hundred crossing the border, but now there literally has been millions that's crossed in the last 14 months. It doesn't even matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. I mean, just on this one narrow topic. Uh, it's insane that they just have opened the southern border. Tell me about your time. Did you get drafted or did you sign up for Vietnam? I was drafted in 1968. That was the war that not many people wanted to be in. Well, it was definitely it was nerve-wracking. Anytime you go to a battle zone, it was nerve-wracking. The whole place was guerrilla warfare. Yeah, yep. there was a, there was booby traps and mines everywhere. I was with the 25th Infantry Division at Kuchi, Vietnam. That was our main base camp. We had base camps scattered all over, and we are on the Cambodian Laos, Cambodian Laos Thailand borders. We are in the Central Highlands. And the part about that war that some of these young guys might not understand was it was unwinnable because there was no objective, no clear objective. To get the war over with. So it was a never-ending war. It lasted how many years? Ten years or more? So many. That'd be close. We, the day-to-day, -day, when you're in an infantry division, you fought day-to-day. -day. The whole division fought. I mean, we were there to, to, to secure.
secure and safe South Vietnam from North Vietnam. And that's, that goes back to that whole fighting communism abroad rather than having to fight it here. Even though right. you know, it feels a little bit like we're fighting communism at home just because of all these crazy policies that they're passing. Can you ever remember paying more for gas in your life than we are right now? No, but everything's higher now than it's ever been in my life. Same Never seen corn this high and feed this high. I started slowing up on the cow side of the thing in 2000 due to open-heart surgery. I don't have any cows now. I just strictly order by. I mean, in Vietnam, did you – how many close personal friends did you lose? A bunch of them. Either due to the battle, to the war there, or with war-related health problems afterwards. And probably mental health as well, I'm sure. Yes, there's some of mental trouble when they come home. A war is a terrible thing, and um, yeah, I, uh, it's good to remember the past just so we can make adjustments going forward into the future. Uh, I dang sure appreciate you taking the time to visit with me. Extremely wide-ranging interview from a very uh, successful and important man in terms of Iowa show history. So thank you very much, Gene, for joining us, and uh, can't wait to visit with you more and see you this summer at the Boone County Fair. Thanks again. We'll see you guys.